This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1061. Don't be puzzled by speaking part two answers. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. You have two choices in IELTS speaking part two, the fancy, harder way or the simple, easier way. The question is, which way gets you the better score? Find out today with our sample answers all about puzzles. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Aubrey, now I have a question. So I know you love games. We listeners, if you've been with us for a while, you know that Aubrey is the queen of games, but... Here's my question. Do you also like puzzles? Yes, I really really do. (laughs) I grew up doing jigsaw puzzles with my mom and I now do them with my kids and different kinds. I like crossword puzzles. I like search of words. I like three-dimensional puzzles where it takes you forever to figure out where the piece goes in. I like Rubik's cubes. I like every puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Um, if you are looking for vocabulary related to puzzles, Aubrey gave all of it to you yeah. just then. She just described so many different specific types of puzzles. I really think you guys should listen to today's episode a few times and write down this amazing vocabulary, guys, mm. so you can learn these new words because... This is a speaking part two question. Um, A subscriber on YouTube actually asked us to provide a sample answer for this. Um, I don't know if this is like a super common speaking part two question, but it could definitely happen, guys. I mean, we've had students that have been asked about this on the exam. Yeah, you definitely want to be ready. And you made a good point while we were chatting about recording this, Jessica, that if the question is describe a puzzle you have enjoyed solving, you can't just talk in general about lots of different puzzles and all the puzzles you like. This is very specifically asking you to describe one puzzle that you enjoyed solving. Very specific. Guys, the speaking part two cue card will never be plural. Okay, guys, you always have to describe a thing. It's a time, an object, um, a building, a person, okay? So you really have to prepare for that, guys, because if you just end up listing a bunch of examples, that is not fluent and coherent. You are not developing an answer if you're just listing things, right? That's not developing an answer. 
Um, so that's always a bad sign if a student cannot dive into detail, get, go deeper into one thing. If you are unable to do that, then you're just like, oh, and then I also like this and this is cool and I like that and this is okay. And like, it's, you know, it's hard to fill two minutes doing that. Just think of as many examples of puzzles as you can. It'd be hard to do that for two minutes, but as I said, it would also really hurt the fluency score because you are not developing that answer. Right, exactly. And this is going to be really interesting today because a puzzle can be the ones that I described at the beginning of the class, you know, jigsaw puzzles and brain teaser type puzzles, or we use puzzle idiomatically, metaphorically to describe something we don't quite understand. We have a hard time figuring out like a person who is very different from us. We would say, she's a bit of a puzzle or maybe my boss. My boss is a bit of a puzzle. I don't quite get her yet. Something like that, right? So you could answer this that way, which, drum roll, we're going to give you a sample answer for both. Jessica will provide one and I'll provide the other. So this is a jam-packed, really exciting episode today. (laughs) It's fun. Um, I just want to make a language note real fast, guys, because um, this comes through in language more so when we're describing something that is confusing. You can say it is puzzling, which means it's confusing. Or if you want to say, I'm confused, I don't understand, you can say, I'm puzzled. So that is where we see this come through in our language, right? Um, yes. um, it is more metaphorical as the noun to say you are a puzzle, but we definitely do still do that. Just remember, if you feel like you are interpreting the question in a more creative way, just make sure you directly tell the examiner that that's what's happening in the beginning. Okay. Um, which Aubrey will show you how to do. So yeah. Aubrey's going to go first. <laughs> I made that happen. Aubrey's going to go first with this more outside the box take on a part two. And then I'll give you a more straightforward part two answer. So, um, the question is describe a puzzle you have enjoyed solving. All right. Aubrey, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. Can you start speaking now, please? Honestly, my sister is a bit of a puzzle to me. And I know that, you know, we talk about puzzles as games and, you know, jigsaw puzzles, but I know we also talk about people being a puzzle, a little hard to figure out, figure out, a little difficult to understand. And this has always been my sister for me. So she's a puzzle because we're so different from each other, but I really like her. So I want to spend time with her. She's so fun, but I have to kind of figure out how to talk to her sometimes, how to approach her, because the way I would want someone to speak to me is not how she wants someone to speak to her. We have different love languages. We see the world differently. She is a sort of a confrontational person. She wants to just have it out if ever there's a struggle. And I am very non-confrontational. I am a peacemaker. I want everyone to be happy. And I don't really want to have those verbal, um, you know, when you're talking things out and you you have to figure this out so that we can all be happy and move on. I'm okay without that. I could just <laughs> forgive and forget any little annoyances or offenses and I'm fine and I can move on. 
And that's not the way it is for her, which is puzzling for me. So I have to realize, okay, she's understanding this differently. I'm going to talk this out with her, have that confrontation, get out of my comfort zone a little bit and work that out so that we can have a strong friendship because I want her in my life. She's so fun. I want to be close with her. I want to chat with her every day because I have so much fun with her. So it's worth figuring out that puzzle for me. It's worth figuring out how we can communicate and make sure that there is peace between us because I don't want conflict. I don't want contention in a relationship. So I'm very motivated to figure out what makes her tick and how I can have those conversations that in a way that isn't uncomfortable for me, but also is helpful for her. (laughs) TMI about me and my sister. You're welcome. (laughs) Was that, was that, because that's a difficult way to approach this answer. Was that tough? A little bit, because like you said, it is important. I think that you make it clear for the examiner in the beginning that you realize they might have been expecting an answer about a jigsaw puzzle, but you're going to use it metaphorically. And that I think was the only thing. I was like, okay, I need to make sure this is clear first, which is a little bit of a difficult intro into a part two. It would be a lot easier to just say, honestly, my sister's a puzzle and here's why, right? Yeah, yeah. But the introduction did make it clear. So that was a good example of how to do that. And tons of good vocabulary, you guys. So many paraphrases for conflict. Mm. We had confrontational, describing a person that has no problem (laughs) confronting conflict, right? Um, Contention, another great paraphrase paraphrase for conflict. Um, so much great vocabulary, guys. Um, get out of my comfort zone. It means do something that you're not super comfortable with. Love languages. You know, I would have liked to, to hear a couple more examples there, I think, that would have oh, made yeah. it a little bit easier because like, You want to make it so the listener, in this case, the examiner, right? You want the examiner to have a clear picture of what you're talking about. And so examples Mm. or like real life sort of descriptions, best way to make that a clear picture. Like telling me what your love language is. Yeah, Yeah. I could have gone into and said her love language is words of affirmation. She needs to receive compliments. She needs to know that I appreciate things she do, she does. She needs me to say that to her. Whereas mine is not. Mine is acts of service. So instead of telling me she appreciates me, I would want her to clean out my fridge. And I feel so <laughs> loved when someone does an act of service for me. What interesting detail that would have been to include. I agree 100%. And I did feel, I almost felt like I was repeating myself at the end, trying to fill the two minutes a little bit. Because what other detail else could I share? And that would have been perfect. Yeah, that or um, a story of a conflict, right? Like, tell me, tell me, you know, something that happened recently, or maybe when you were younger or whatever. Um, I think high school arguments are kind of funny. Like, I don't know. Um, Well, this is interesting, because she's 10 years younger than me. So, oh, wow. You know what I mean? Uh, When I graduated high school and left, she was seven. So our relationship has evolved like later, right? And I was a little cognizant when you guys are are answering your part to answer, it's just you and the examiner in the room. You're going to be no holds barred. Mine's on a podcast that my sister might listen to. So I'm like, what (laughs) stories can I share? I don't know. (laughs) That's 
such a good point, though. I was wondering that while you were talking. I was like, I don't know if I'd want to share like personal family conflicts. <laughs> That's too much. Uh, but guys, still so much that you guys learned just now about how to do a part two, a tough part two, and really great vocabulary about conflicts and confrontations. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so I will do the next sample. A little bit easier, guys. Um, Aubrey, tell me when you are ready. Okay, ready? You may begin speaking now, please. So I'm not a big fan of this cue card, to be honest with you. I'm not a puzzle person. Uh, You know, let me backtrack a little bit. I do like word puzzles. I like riddles. I like making up riddles. But like math puzzles, like Sudoku, oh, heck no. I am a terrible math person. My brain does not enjoy thinking about those things. So the the only puzzle that I enjoy doing on a consistent basis, actually, is the mini crossword from the New York Times. Um, there's a free app you can use and you get a new mini crossword every single day. And I find this so entertaining because it's like such a quick win. It's such a quick confidence booster. I can solve this mini crossword puzzle in a minute. That's a whole minute of my time. And I'm like, oh, I feel smart. I did a New York Times crossword puzzle quickly. It's, but it's so easy, you guys, because it's so little. It's not the actual New York Times crossword, which would take me days to finish. And there are like really modern references on there. In fact, here's a super funny story. Um, I was hanging out with friends, kids and parents. We were all in my friend's backyard and my son and his friend were trying to play a joke on me and I didn't understand it. And they were laughing so hard and they were saying the word simp over and over again. And I never heard it before. And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And then they finally um, explained what it means to me. It's like a, a, a sycophant, psychophant, however you want to say it. It's a person that really sucks up to someone else and does not get the love in return. It's a new slang word. And you know what's crazy? The very next day, I was doing a New York Times mini crossword, and the clue was a psychophant who gets no love. Thank and you. The, Do you see uh, that word everywhere now? Oh my gosh. Like we were talking about on Monday's episode, totally. Since they explained this new slang word to me, like I've noticed it on podcasts, everywhere. like everywhere. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I could have gone on, but no, for sure. Well, that's that an is... awesome answer. Yeah. I want to highlight what you did well, because first of all, what I didn't, because I was like, I don't want to tell a story, telling a story, <laughs> right? You that two minutes flew by, whereas probably for you as well, whereas mine felt so long because I didn't tell a story. Tough. It's such a good strategy. I like how mine was like, 
what not to do. <laughs> Great vocabulary, <gasps> but it was stressful for me. It was harder yeah. to fill two minutes. Man, tell a story. And that was an engaging story and it pulled out so much interesting vocabulary. But also, I loved that you shared the background of puzzles you don't like. Because yes, yeah. you have to describe one puzzle, but you can share all this other related information too, right? Talking about how you totally. don't like Sudoku was smart. And then really good vocab too, to call something a quick win, right? When something is fun and fast and great. At work, we talk about quick wins all the time. I'm going to get this done today. Yeah. Oh, quick win, right? And confidence totally. booster. We hear students all the time say like, it improved my confidence or it boosted my <gasps> confidence. Yeah. But to use that as a noun, to call totally. something a confidence booster, that's band nine vocabulary because I don't think I've ever heard a student say that. So you guys definitely yeah, need to add totally. that to your vocab notebook. Great job, Jessica. I just want... Thank you so much, Aubrey. I just want to point out another thing. Last thing, guys, last takeaway today that we want you to remember about part two, something we can learn from Aubrey's answer. So Aubrey chose a very difficult route because we wanted to show you guys what your options were. I'm glad I didn't have to do that one because it was really hard describing a person as a puzzle. So I think this is the last thing that we should take away today, guys, is don't choose something that is so hard because you want to impress the examiner, mm. right? Like I could see a student being like, oh, I'm going to be all metaphorical and fancy about this. So like if you don't have to, like don't do that. Um, Good point. And the other thing is like don't don't try and dig into personal details if it's going to be tough to talk about. Um, yeah. Like I've had a couple students – start to describe things that made them cry on the exam, like a relative that passed away or something. And like, oh my God, like you don't, you don't get a chance to redo it, guys. Um, and I wish I could like, you know, hug you and make you feel better, but the examiner can't do that. They have to right. score you on what you're doing. And if what you're doing is kind of crying, that's not like the language that gives you a high score, right? It's, right. I, I mean, it's, it's going all about to the cause. score. It's going to cause pauses and hesitations. It's going to yeah. make it hard to control your voice. It's really hard to not be thrown off if you get emotional. So that's such good advice to not get too personal. Don't share anything that's going to make you emotional. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, guys. So last thing, sign up for our web class, guys. It is this weekend, this very weekend. Sign yes. up, grab your spot. Um, it is limited, guys. The room is limited. So sign up. It's live. It's not recorded. Um, it's about how can you be confident on the phone in English with some very cool vocab you can also use on IELTS. So sign up, guys. Allearsenglish.com slash phone. Yes, exactly. We will see you there. Come a few minutes early because we like to have a pre-party, which is so fun. And Jessica and I will see you there. Awesome. All right, Aubrey. Uh, see, you, see you on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> see you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. When you need 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.